You're listening to the Tamar Yano Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And today, can a dumbed-down society be free? We're going to try to answer that question with the brilliant Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. But first, I want to talk about some of the other things we'll be speaking about. Are cancer cases increasing? Recent West accomplishments energy expectations, who is the world's most dangerous anti-Semite, and medical ethics, how to study human development without endangering any life. I imagine that uh, he means animal life as well. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. He is a former lecturer at Ben Gurion University. He has authored over 90 books and four hundred research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues, and he's here on the show today. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. And just a note to our listeners, this coming weekend, it is the a high holiday season that is going to be upon us. And it's going to be the Rosh Hashanah holiday on Sunday as well. So we will not be having a live Tamar Yona show on next week. So just note that if you hear other songs, uh, I think actually we're going to be off the air because it's the holidays, right? And it's Shabbat and, and we go off the air on Shabbat. But you can always listen to our podcast on demand if you are living in a different time zone than us and it's not Shabbat by you. Or if you're not Jewish, you can listen anytime you like. All right, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. I love this. Met, uh, sorry, books and reading. Can a dumbed down society be free? Okay, it's got it's it's, it's kind of on the one hand, it's kind of a cute title there, but but more than it's acute, um, there's a real issue here. Um, if um, if my memory serves me, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, one of the founders of the United States, or the founders of the the writers of the, the authors of the constitutions or whatever, etc., uh, 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 a brilliant scientist in his own right, um, who said that a democracy cannot exist without an informed public. So let's examine what's going on today um, in terms of an informed public. Okay. During COVID, people, quote unquote, read more. What does that mean in numbers? In 2020, the average American spent an average of 20 minutes a day with a book, 20 minutes a day. And that's a rise of 21% over 2019. That's what they mean when they say that people read more. It rose by 21% to 20 minutes a day. In 2021, more than 50% of adults in the United States did not read a single book in the entire year. American reading is dropping at an unprecedented rate. Newspapers, of course, no longer exist. Um, in, in most of the Western world. I don't know of a single newspaper in the uh, um, uh, United States or, or, or Israel or anywhere in Europe, a, a newspaper, not something that calls itself a newspaper, but something that actually is a newspaper. Well, we have on the weekends here in Israel, I know for sure, because people like to read on Shabbat and they're not online on Shabbat. Yes, but are those newspapers? Yeah, they're newspapers. Okay. Like the Jerusalem uh, Post... Uh, I'm not certain if I would agree with that, but okay. Let's okay. let's 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 take a a, a broad definition, and if it has it's not an everyday I don't know anymore. what. 
Then we'll right, call as it far loose, as I understand. Even if it's, um, I mean, if I, if I were to look today at newspapers like uh, New York Times, Washington Post, Haaretz, I would not consider them to be newspapers. <laughs> that those... They express opinions. They do not object. They do not. Um, uh, a report objective. Well, some say that they would be good for lining bird cages and washing windows. Yes, but that does not make the news. I'm I'm being humorous here. Go ahead. I know, I know. Anyway, let's go on. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, reading as a primary pastime does not just happen. It's a product of a deliberate educational goal. The educational system as a whole needs to promote the concept of reading. A society that loses its will to be educated cannot be free and cannot compete on the long term. That's why Israeli society, with all the problems that we surely have, is the most free, and that is why the Biden administration is so utterly terrified by us. In Israel, just to give one, a couple of numbers, uh, in the year 2018, that's the last year that I have statistics for, um, 8,571 titles were published. That means approximately one for every 100,000 people. New titles. Americans, in an average year, read 12 books a year. Uh, I mean, Amer an average American reads 12 books a year. An average European reads 35 books a year. Average Israeli reads 40-plus books a year. Um, Americans read nearly the fewest numbers of books in the world. Now, I'm old. I'm slowing down considerably. I certainly don't read as much as I used to. I only read now about 60 to 65 books a year. Okay, stop bragging. <laughs> I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm saying this is, this is what you need if you want to, if you want to right. consider yourself to be an educated person. Okay. I, I think that's minimal. I think less than, I'm just having less fun than with one you. book a week, you're, you're, you're not keeping up with anything. I, I'm not saying what kind of books at the moment. You can read... Um, Harry Potter, as far as I'm concerned, you're still improving your mind by reading. Right, you're and using I have to like Harry Potter, so don't, don't view that as being uh, criticism of Harry Potter. I, I like the Harry Potter books, because that's beside the point. Okay? Um, but the point is that reading is an important function of society, not only of the individual. And as I said, if it is not a, a, a clear educational goal of the educational system of society, that society has a problem. You know, it kind of reminds me of the book and movie Fahrenheit 451. I think Absolutely I mentioned this correct. once on the show where they saw a fire truck going by with the sirens on and the kid told his mother, look, mommy, because it, it was a British film. Look, mommy. There's going to be a fire. Not that there is a fire and they're going there to put it out, but they're going to start a fire because someone was caught with books and exactly. you weren't allowed to read <laughs> because exactly. it might wisen exactly. you up. Okay. I, I, I can give you a different example. On the same, on the same uh, 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 weight, um, if you remember the series, the, the television series in America, which was I consider to be probably the best television series American ever produced, that was Stargate, one of the ways that they uh, 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 enslaved the various peoples of the world, the evil ones, the, the so-called Gaul, was by not allowing them to read. Hmm. That's how you enslave people. In the, in the horrors of, sla of chattel slavery in the American South, the slaves were not allowed to read. 
That's how you enslave people. If you want people to be free, to answer my the question that I began that we began with, can a dumbed down society be free? The answer I believe is no. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. Because yeah, well. they no longer actually have an informed desire to be free. They don't really understand what freedom any longer means. Right. They they don't understand what freedom is. They haven't read Ayn Rand books. <laughs> I actually, I re- recently read one of her books, uh, Fountainhead, which I found yeah. to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, one book. of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. And I was shocked when I was speaking with some friends of mine who are what I call um, left light. And they heard that I, that, that I, I mentioned them that I'd read it and they were shocked. They said, oh, it's a terrible book. It's all full of sex and other things. Like, what are you talking about? There's no sex there at all. Not even a hint of it. Well, Nothing. there is a little. There was a little because there was no, a... it's, it's hinted at. They said okay. that, they, they, that they that they slept together. Okay, fine. But they don't. There's no. There's no sex in the book. There's nothing. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that there was a little bit more than 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 doing that. I think that there was a forced sleeping together at one point, if my memory serves me correct. But okay, doesn't matter. All right. So yes. So people need to be able to access information. And in, in order to be able to do that, you need two things I can think of right off, right off hand. And that is number one, to know how to read. <laughs> and number two, that there's no censorship. Well, it's beyond that. First of all, it's not just a question of accessing information. Though. Clearly, that's, a, that's a, a critical part of it. But it's also the, the ability to assess the information that you've accessed. And if you're not an, uh, 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 a reader, a real reader, a person who reads things, who, un- who accesses information intentionally, then you're no longer capable of assessing the information that you have accessed. Yes. Even and if it just flits by you, you don't really realize this is what they're, what they're in Hollywood they call bites, I think they call them now. Yes, and, I, and, and people need to uh, know how to think. A lot of people don't know how to think today. They're just parrots. Whatever they're told, they repeat. They don't think. They don't ask questions. And this is one of the things, if I may say so, that make Jewish people, many Jewish people, brilliant when they studied the Talmud, the oral uh, Torah that Moses got from Mount, uh, on Mount Sinai, that we have to think of all the different possibilities that could happen and then you can arrive at the right answer after you know what this could be maybe they climbed up the roof this way maybe they fell that way maybe somebody gave this to them, whatever no, but the whole point of the Talmud really in, in my in my estimation is not uh, this legal decision or that uh, 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 concept or whatever the whole point of the Talmud is to teach you to learn teach yes, you how to, to learn think. teach and, you how to yes, think yes. teach you how to criticize how to argue a, 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 a point uh, uh, effectively, objectively, politely. That's right. Okay, and we need to go because our music is on now and we have to go to a break, but we're going to be right back. We have a lot to talk about today. back here 
at the Tamariano Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are live on this Sunday on the 10th of September. We are not going to be on the air next week because it is the Rosh Hashanah holiday. And uh, Reese, uh, so we're going to be, we're speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we are now talking about a different topic, are cancer cases increasing? And I'm going to add another question to that. And if so, why? Go ahead, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Well, you've, uh, uh, you've obviously anticipated me, as usual. Are <laughs> um, cancer cases increasing? Okay, there, there have been two studies published over the past, I think, two or three weeks um, uh, um, what's really important here in this in this framework that we're talking about right now, right now are not the total number of cancer cases, but the cancer cases for people under 50, which they, they, the the the, um, uh, the medical people call early onset cancer. Cancer is generally speaking considered to be, and rightfully so, uh, uh, a, um, a a sickness of the older people. But it's also, of course, many young people get it, unfortunately. And what we've been seeing is that diagnosis of cancer rose by 80% between 1990 and 2019. 80%. Wait, 1990? What? 1990 and 2019. 30 years. Okay. So they rose by 80%. I'll take a stab. Now, part of that is because diagnosis is, is, is getting better, of course. So, so, Can I take a stab? Uh, sorry? Can I take a stab at why? We'll get to that, but yes, okay. certainly. All right. I'll wait. Go ahead. You deliver. Okay. We're talking about 2.6 million new cases in the United States. More than 1 million below 50 die each year. Again, this is American numbers, not global. Um, and expected to rise by another 21% by 2030. So to give uh, just uh, a quick rundown of some numbers, uh, 1990, 1.82 1. million, 2019, 3.26 million deaths. Uh, 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 we need to understand that the global population has risen by 40%. So, so don't look at these numbers just by themselves. It also needs to be looked at in context, okay? So the context is a total of uh, a, a global population rise of 40%. So had it risen by only 40%, that would have been a reasonable rise, but it rose by 80%, double the, double the rate of population growth. The largest proportion is breast cancer, 13.7 uh, per 10, persons per 100,000. Other cancers are also growing. Regions with the fastest growth. This is a bad stuff. This is a really bad report. Regions with the fastest growth in cancer are North America and Western Europe. The reasons given by the cancer researchers were obesity and too much sugar. Not the only reasons, but these are the leading reasons according to them. Um, um, again, another caveat. Still... Nine out of ten cases are in those people over 50. We're not. We're talking right now about what's called early onset, not general cancer. Just to put this into context, U.S. obesity. This is a second study. I said there were two studies. U.S. obesity has reached critical proportions. In 1962, it was 13.4% of, of of the U.S. population. In 2018, it was 42.4%. 
2023, listen to this number, 73.6% of Americans over 20. 73% of Americans are either class, either clinically obese or seriously overweight. I'm talking about a couple of extra kilograms here and there. Seriously overweight. That is affecting their health significantly. Obesity alone increases cancer risk by, by, uh, in 13 different cancer types. Now, there are um, some uh, major um, uh, uh, anti-weight drugs or weight loss drugs on the market today. Reading the packages of these drugs. The, leading, the, the, the largest company in Europe today is a company that makes weight loss drugs. Well, originally the drugs were for diabetes, but now they've, they're using them for weight loss as well. What, do the packaging say, what does the packaging say? Increased risk is to pancreas inflammation, kidney problems, thyroid cancer, gallbladder problems, and increased heart rate. Thank That's you, pharmaceutical companies. Sorry? Thank you, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, right. So th this is a horrible report, and, and I'm not going to apologize because I care about human life. And uh, the, you want to uh, make a comment? Well, I was going to take a stab at why it's gone up so much. And, of course, there are many reasons, as you stated, obesity, uh, a sedentary, sedentary lifestyle, um, uh, the processed foods that we eat, uh, drugs, meaning the pharmaceuticals that we take as well could be possibly and i want to say something else and i know i'm going to get into deep uh, trouble over here but i'm going to do it anyway this is my opinion and that is that i understand that i think it was in the 90s or late 80s that pharmaceutical companies got what's called indemnity how do you say that word where they can't be sued uh, for any drugs or vaccines, sorry, the vaccines that they give out to people. And I think it's called, I have to look it up. My English isn't so good anymore. But, uh, and since then, the, the, therefore, since they couldn't be sued, now they don't have to test as vigorously to make sure that it's safe because they can't get sued. And people should be very careful what they inject into their bodies, even if a medical doctor tells you. And you should understand also that a medical doctor is, are, are, they are, people are saying, I'm just repeating what people are saying, that they are the biggest drug pushers in the world. So, well, the first thing we need to understand about medical doctors is that they're human beings. Yes. And they're not perfect, and they're not uh, sublime, and they're not divine. And they're but not they're taught to prescribe to you have this problem way, this is the drug really we give. Get out of their boxes that's why people have to go and do their own research as i'm saying don't that's just take something because your doctor says go home and research it and then you can t speak to another doctor you can speak with other people and and find out research and then make your own decision because you are responsible for your health. You can't just hand it over to someone else. And remember, these someone else's went to universities and they were taught. They might be very good, nice people, but they were taught. You have this disease. This is the drug that's given. They don't know necessarily how to uh, treat uh, or, or how else to treat people. They're doctors in medicine. They're not 
Well, let me let Holistic. me let me yeah. put that into a, 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 in a succinct manner. Okay. The, the vast majority of doctors are superb technicians, but they are not scientists. Well, you're a scientist. Get, so you they, can say they that. They <laughs> perform their job formulaically, and that's fine. In those cases, that's good. That's a, that's good enough. But in many cases, it is not. I I have to say that I personally, my experience, I am profoundly disappointed in the medical in with western medicine and with the medical um system in uh the united states in israel in the west etc etc well, well i think the biggest problem in the west in that sense and, and and i think i'm being i'm not i'm i'm not being unfair here is the west has a certain mindset in terms of medicine that's okay well fine uh, other places have different mindsets the difference being that in the West, their mindset is always right and everybody else is a witch doctor. And other places said, okay, well, we're close to everybody. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. All right. And I'm not saying never to listen to your doctor. I'm saying do your own not. research and not. then decide for yourself what you believe is the best course for you. This is a, there's a reason why I placed this after the previous subject. Make an informed decision. Correct. Think, study, yes. read, yes. learn. Yes, yes. And, and I will share something personally here, and I've done it before on the air, but I'm going to do it again in case we have new listeners. I, a few years ago, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, was diagnosed. Uh, I'm 63 years old, so this must have been when I was maybe 58, 59, 60. Don't believe like it. She, she, she's flipping the, the, the numbers around. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I wish. In any <laughs> case, uh, I was diagnosed with adult onset diabetes, and my doctor t uh, prescribed immediately. He just, here, you need to take these pills. And he didn't tell me what the pills do. He didn't explain to me the uh, risks of taking these pills and how it would affect my body and the diabetes in the long run, because in the long run, you're not solving the problem. These pills basically just lower, take the sugar out of your bloodstream and it's shove it into your cells. The yeah, they manage it. my disease instead of trying to cure me. And when right. I realized that, I just got, I, I was furious. I mean, I was just, because, you know why I was furious? Because I trusted them. And I thought that they had my best interests at heart. But, you know, after this COVID thing, I woke up. <laughs> I well, really woke I, up. I had a similar, similar thing, but, um, in that, in the, but my reaction was totally different from yours. I, had a, I have a problem, still exists, where every now and again I get a very strong dizzy spell. And it happened once when I was at synagogue on, on Shabbat, and they, 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 everybody got got in a bit, a bit, uh, you know, total huff, and and, and was scared, and they they got a, an ambulance, and I was rushed to the hospital. And to make a long story short, they, after a, a full day of tests, they just prescribed to me aspirin, and I told them to take their aspirin and throw it in the garbage. And I'm not All right, well. Everybody, just do your own research. Speak with your doctor. Speak with your other professional friends that know things about the body and health, etc. And then make up your own mind what you believe is best for you. All right. We're going to be back after the break. We have a lot more to cover on different topics.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are live on this Sunday, September 10th. And we will not be on the air during the Rosh Hashanah holiday, so, uh, but you can listen to our shows on demand if you uh, are, in a, are able to do that. Okay, uh, we have a listener who has called in. We have uh, joining us Antonio from the United States, and he wanted to weigh in on the medical uh, system. Go ahead, Antonio. What was your comment? Well, today's medical field is it's a business. They don't care about people. They are all about profit margins, and pharmaceutical companies um, control them. The days of um, patient care are obsolete. You may find, if you're fortunate to have maybe 2% two, two of the doctors care about the patient and the patient's health. Uh, you know, I, I would be a little bit more kind and say that uh, the doctors, uh, hopefully they care, but they work for health insurance uh, places, and they have their protocols for what's going to save them money, and they institute that on the doctors, and the doctors have to abide by it, and that they're not um, brave enough or ethical enough to try to fight it or at least try to warn their patients or whatever it is, uh, that, that I'm disappointed at. What would you say, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem? I would say that probably Antonio is a little bit closer to the reality than you are on this. Um, I think, <laughs> I think what happened, here. and I'm not certain of this, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm voicing an opinion here. Yes. I think what happened was the, the, what was called the Obamacare basically eliminated the medical profession as we used to know it. Um, as Antonio says, it's a business today. It's only a business. And Obamacare made certain of that and made it into uh, 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 a business which is basically, and, uh, and I'll use the cra- most crass word out, ter- terminology that I can think of, it's basically a business of the donors, of the political donors. Okay, you know what? I, I will concur to you on, on a level, absolutely. I will even add to what you said and, and say it's not only has become a business, but it has become, because I thought of this when you mentioned Obamacare, it has become a tool in order to control people. Yeah, the donors, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Okay, all right. No, but uh, to take away our, our rights, but go ahead, and our, and our health possibly too, Yes. Also, just recently, I received a phone call from this pharmacy, um, the pharmacy calling example, and she asked me about this question about what what medication I'm taking. I said, I'm like, no, I'm not taking this high cholesterol medication because the the side effect is joint pain. So, you know, pretty much she she said, well, you got to take it. I was like, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do, period. And to know that the side effect, to give you a medication, but a medication don't you do not cure. It just brings another um, issue, more setbacks, and whatever it may be. And so people need to be aware of that. Do their researches and all that. I I have a medical degree background, and I don't I never worked in it. I never um, used it actually, but I did work in the medical field. And they don't care. I mean, some of the physicians I know, I have met, you know, in a conversation on the tennis court or at the gym, whatever it may be, in the past told me up front, it's only about the money, even the nurses. So it's, it's better for individuals to do their research and to know what works for them and what 
may not work for them. I mean, yes. just you yes. don't have to take anything you're not you don't want to take. Yes. Be be your own person. Yes, very very nice. Okay. Well, thank you for your call, Antonio. I think it was important that you called in and you shared that and, the, and that we discussed it as well. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Shana Tova. Happy New Year. All right, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, we are going to a new topic now because we have so much to cover, and that is recent West accomplishments. Okay, I, I have to um, uh, be honest and say that the word accomplishments is, is sarcasm, um, uh, uh, and I have to admit that I do like sarcasm. So if, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm overly sarcastic, I will not even ask people to forgive me. That's just who I am. Okay, U.S. GDP growth over the last four years has slowed every year. Slowed. U.K. and Germany are much worse. Wars around the world are at the highest rate in decades. Child labor is the highest in a century. Uh, poverty rates are constantly rising since, COVID, since the time of COVID. Child disappearances are rising around the Western world, seemingly the highest since, since they began to be traced. Child sex abuse is rising. It did not go away with, uh, with the uh, death of, what was that jerk's name, uh, Epstein. Um, crime, particularly drug-related crime, is rising throughout the Western world. Uh, it's now rampant throughout Western Europe. Uh, U.S. nuclear weapons deployments are rising for the first time in three decades. Uh, the U.S. historically deploys nukes in Belgium, Turkey, Germany, Italy, and Netherlands. There were 110 nukes, American nukes stored in the U.K. from 1954 into 2008. They were withdrawn. Redeployment is now underway. I should set a caveat to that. Russia also deploys some nukes, a small number of them, in Belarus. Those are the only nuclear weapons that Russia has outside of its borders. The United States has many hundreds of weapons out, uh, nuclear weapons outside of its borders. Wow. As I said, Turkey, by the way, is the largest store of the American nuclear weapons. By the way, the vast majority of those nuclear weapons that America stores outside the United States they rate from the they date from the 1960s. They're very old. Right. Um, U.S. car thefts are soaring. They're over one million so far this year alone. And this year, as people might notice, is only three quarters of the way through. Thirty-three and a half percent higher than they were last year. That's enormous. Thirty-three and a half percent higher. Hmm. U.S. banks are spooked by the Federal Reserve. And by the bank fa- numerous bank failures and the new regulations that have been brought on, as a result, their cash reserves, U.S. banks, remember, the United States has more than 4,000 banks. U.S. The, the U.S. banks' cash holdings now stand at $33 trillion. And this is while small businesses around the, across the United States, around all over the place, are being starved for cash. Um uh, 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 U.S. government now openly and actively discourages legal in- immigration. Green cards for legal immigrants have reached a backlog of 18 million persons. That means 400,000 legal immigrants will die before they can legally work. The unofficial waiting period for legal permanent resident status in, in the United States is now 134 years. If you legally emigrate to the United States, you must wait 134 years because you can, before you can be a legal resident. If you 
immigrate illegally, your life is much easier. Isn't that a horrible thing to say? Yes. Well, that's, that's why I said that my word accomplishments is sarcastic. Yes. I mean, when I read that, I was, huh? <laughs> that, that's really awful stuff. It, 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 what we call that in Israel being a friar, uh, being like a sucker. Here, you try to want to be a good person and go legally into the United States, and, and you're a sucker. You're a sucker today if you do that. And, and that's a terrible thing because we value honesty. We value, we, and, and it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it has no, well, let no, me put it that no, way. It, it has no value anymore. Governmental regulations have gotten to a point now where nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing. And so, and, and these things are really crazy. Taliban, just uh, the African, uh, the Afghanistan Taliban just signed seven mining contracts for six and a half billion dollars for investments in Afghanistan to tap into their iron, lead, zinc, gold and copper deposits. The companies that they're partnering with are from China, Iran and Turkey. Where's the trillion dollars that America invested in, in, in the war in Afghanistan? All down the tubes. You want to know where it is? In the hands of the Taliban. Um, well, uh, 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 we've discussed previously that the U.S. government's latest overtures to Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Pakistan military this past week reported emergence of vast supplies of U.S. weapons in the hands of, of, of both these organizations and the Pakistan Taliban. But unfortunately, we don't know if the source is sales by Ukraine Direct U.S. government supply or Afghanistani um, 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 uh, um, weapons store that was stored in we U.S. weapons that was stored in Afghanistan and simply left there. Hmm. We don't know what the source is. Hmm. Did I read correctly? Are we are we are we do for a break? Yes, we are due for a break in another minute and a half less. Okay. Okay, so let's go on to energy. Maybe we can finish it before the before the break comes. Let's see. Okay. Uh, crude prices have risen, uh, and uh, as 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 I've previously pre predicted for several months now, there the rises are accelerating much more quickly than anyone expected. Uh, Brent is now over ninety dollars per barrel, up more than twenty five percent since June. Uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia have extended their supply curbs. To the end of this this calendar year, at least, they're phrasing, not mine, um, uh, with uh, one million barrels per day and three hundred thousand barrels per day, uh, respectively. Airline fuel costs have climbed by twenty percent since July. Uh, 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 U.S. distiller inventories um, might make oil prices susceptible to winter shocks as diesel stocks remain fifteen percent below average. What optimistic news? Uh, yeah, I'm afraid we're not finished with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to take a break. And when we get back, we will be finishing up our topics here at the Tamar Yono Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Don't go anywhere because if you want information, I assume that's why you're listening. That's why you're here. and We're going to give it to you. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we were speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we've talked about recent Western accomplishments, and he said that tongue-in-cheek. Are cancer cases increasing? The answer was yes, absolutely, and very, very high numbers of of an increase. And uh, can a dumbed-down society be free? And that answer or conclusion was no, if you don't know how to think and you're not aware of history, you're doomed to repeat it, and you will be uh, a very uneducated peasant under uh, people who want to take power. All right, uh, let's go and talk now about who is the world's most dangerous anti-Semite, Dr. Morchai ben Well, just one small item before that. Yes. Um, uh, Something that happened on the world stage, which I believe to be extraordinarily significant. And I just want to mention it very briefly. Um, India, uh, the, the Prime Minister of India, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Modi, made a special trip to Jakarta, Indonesia, to make an announcement of a change in Indian policy. And it's extraordinary. What India said was in that speech, he said, India announces unwavering support for UNCLOS. UNCLOS, the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea. Now, why is this so important? Because uh, China uh, has repeatedly um, uh, uh, um, basically kicked this law of the sea in the teeth. And all of its foreign policy, all of Chinese foreign policy in its geographical area is based on denying this, the law of the sea. The law of the sea is agreed upon, if I remember the numbers correctly, by something like 190 Ahmad nations, including China. They signed it as well. And India has just come out in favor of what that actually means is that for the first time, um, and not the last, because they, they, they continued in, in the same vein, and I, I'm a, I must say I'm a very strong supporter of Mr. Modi, um, uh, India is taking its rightful place on the world stage and doing it with... Um, Elan, I can only say, doing it beautifully. So, Finesse. okay, let's go on from there. Uh, it's very exciting. It's very, it's a very exciting piece of news because if India really does take its place, this will literally change the fabric of relations between countries around the world. Hmm. Fascinating. Okay, so who's the world's most dangerous anti-Semite? I'm, sp- I'm supposing that most people will say, well, it's probably the Zov the Italian. The, the the Nazis that you know that uh, 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 that are part of the Ukrainian army with the with the uh, um, flags from the SS and etc cetera, etc, cetera. or maybe somebody else is going to say Ayatollah um, Hamanai uh, 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 or whatever. So the the the, the, the Azov Battalion is is now on the verge of receiving U.S. assistance directly. By so un, until now. All assistance to Ukraine had a caveat in it that none of the assistance can go to the Azov Battalion. Of course, nobody paid attention to it except the congressman who, who, who wrote that into law. The, the Ukrainians certainly didn't, but that's besides the point. Now, a U.S. congressperson by the name of Sparts, who actually was born in Ukraine, wants to change that law and allow direct funding to Azov Battalion. So is Azov Battalion the most... Uh, anti-Semitic uh, person or group on the planet. Remember, people, um, uh, uh, 
after World War II, after the end of the German Holocaust, 50,000 Jews were murdered in Ukraine. 50,000, 50,000, Jews were murdered in Ukraine. So, and clearly the Azov was part of that. So are they the worst, most dangerous? Well, maybe quantitatively they might be, but we'll see. Um, uh, uh, clearly a second candidate might be um, Khamenei or even Abbas. Abbas this past week uh, uh, made a, 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 a speech. Mahmoud Not Abbas shocking. the Palestinian I mean, It's pretty much the same kind of garbage that he always spews out. Um, uh, um, uh, this is not exactly a, 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 an intelligent human being. Um, he made some really ridiculous statements concerning Jews that are purely anti-Semitic. Even the German ambassador, who was not known for his uh, pro-Jewish viewpoints, to put it mildly, um, uh, um, said that uh, Abbas's comments were ridiculous historically and totally untrue. So it's, it, it maybe Abbas is the most, the most dangerous anti-Semite. Well, I would say probably not, because Abbas is like, what is he now, 85 or 86 years old? He's clearly, I mean, he's not going to last much longer, clearly. Um, and he hasn't been very effective in any case on anything, except when he actually directly murders himself. I mean, he's, he's a, 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 a well-documented murderer himself. So is it Khamenei, the, the head of, uh, of, uh, of uh, head Ayatollah of, of, of uh, uh, Iran? Actually, I have a candidate myself, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but I don't really care. Um, I think the most dangerous anti-Semite, I'm saying the most dangerous, not the most active, the most dangerous anti-Semite on the planet today is probably Tom Friedman from the New York Times, because he masquerades as if he's a Jew. It's a masquerade. He's a liar. He always has been a liar. He always writes horrible things about Jews and about Israel. Um, I would place him probably as the most dangerous single anti-Semite on the planet today. Maybe Khamenei is before him, I doubt it, I'm not certain, but this is just my opinion. Um, what do they say, the pen is mightier than the sword? That is, there is such an expression, yes. It was, I think that was said by one of the originators of newspapers in the United States in the 19th century, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, he's certainly one of the world's worst anti-Semites in the world, even if you don't say he is the worst, he's certainly one of the worst. Hmm. Aside from that, he happens to be also a horrible human being. But okay, that's just my opinion. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about medical ethics, because, you know, this is the other side of what we were talking about before about medicine. So we were talking about some of the problems with the cancer and et cetera, et cetera, obesity. So let's look now, let's end on a positive note. Let's end on something nice and pleasant and positive and, and actually very nice. Um, uh, scientists at the Weizmann Institute take issues of medical ethics very seriously. There's a basic problem in medical research. How do you do research on issues like, for instance, human gestation and uh, um, uh, uh, fertilization and fertility and uh, all of this, this, this whole issue without doing any harm to anybody. And so what they've done is they've created a biological model of a human embryo from stem cells. The model uh, 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 functions for the first 14 days of gestation and then it dissipates. 
and they can use it. They don't use either sperm or eggs. They simply take stem cells, and I'm not exactly certain of the exact meaning of what I'm saying because I'm not a biologist, but they take stem cells and reprogram them. And as I said, I don't really understand what that means. I'm, I'm basically repeating what the article said. In an artificial model, it cannot be human, cannot develop further, but includes all embryonic parts and allows them to do advanced research on everything dealing with human fertility and on issues of miscarriage. Hmm. And it's a tremendous advance in medical knowledge, totally ethically, totally, total, totally ethically, totally done ethically, does not harm any human being or any animal. So I bet the mice are happy. And well, the I don't monkeys know if mice can be happy, but yes, I suppose so. It, 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 the point is, it's entirely artificial. It's a model, biological model, and it harms absolutely no one. And, and, and there is no um, um, ethical reason for any um, um, uh, um, uh, difficulties with what they've done. Just wow. ending on a very, very pleasant note. Well, I think that the Messiah has come for the mice in the world. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard of a Messiah for mice, but okay. I, I, I knew somebody who had to, you know, experiment. They would cut off the tails of the mice. I don't remember why. And they, they were always saying how, like, it really made them, you know feel really really bad not that it helped the mice at all but uh but you know so now people who go into that field won't have to feel as bad and the mice won't suffer god's animals won't suffer as much please god it should be well i i, I you know things that work things that are done nice and work nice and etc you know that's just that's just nice it's a good thing yeah and if you can do things in a in a, in a way that works in terms of the medical research and is also ethical Look, if a mice has to has to sacrifice his life, his or her life, to save a human being, then I'll prefer the human being. But if we can do it in an ethical manner that does not harm animals of any kind, right? I, I, I'm, I'm great with that. I'm, I'm very. That makes me very pleased. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have. Uh... See, so I succeeded in, in ending on a pleasant, positive note. Are, no, we're not done yet, are we? Oh. I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Medical ethics and how to study human development without endangering any life. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we have 60 seconds left. Say something about the Rosh Hashanah holiday, the new year for the for the world. Oh, it's, a, it's really a marvelous thing. I mean, I, I, 60 I, I seconds. could talk about it for, for a week, but, you know, it's hard. It's, um, um, uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah, in principle, it's a day of judgment. God judges his creations. Well, that's an amazing concept when you think about it. I mean, there are so many of us, right? Not just human beings, but all of creation. So what, what does that actually mean? Well, the, the answer, of course, is extraordinarily complex, and we can't go into it in 60 seconds. But You know what? I'm able to give you another couple of minutes if you need to go. I okay, if, the you, if you think about it just on a, on a very basic level for the moment, the mere fact that Every person should be thinking in terms of each and every year, let me do some sort of an analysis, look back on what I've done this year and say, could I have done it better? You know, and I take a, a, an extreme example. You know, uh, everybody knows if you, okay, you see a, a, an, older, an elderly person who's blind and walking with, 
with a cane and etc etc and uh, you see that this person is on uh, is waiting on the on the curb and you rush over and you help them and you help them across the street and the blind person turns to you and says but i didn't want to cross the street why did you assume that why didn't you ask so you're really nice you really tried to help but you didn't ask so anything we do even when in with the most clean and best intentions of the world if we think about it ahead of time or even if, or even afterwards could we have done it better even trying as hard as i am to be good could i have done what i did a little bit better and therefore remember every time we do something that actually is good really good we do actually improve the world it's not just a saying it, it's real and it's very hard to think in those terms but if you succeed in thinking of the, in those terms i don't know i find it fulfilling and i find it amazing well it is a day of judgment and uh you know the month of elul the hebrew month of elul that we're in right now uh this is the time that we're supposed to be also working on ourselves turning to god showing him that we are trying to change that we're trying to be better and uh, it's a holiday also of crowning god as the king of the universe and our king specifically you know humanity's king and uh i want to wish everybody a wonderful uh rosh hashanah a, a good and sweet new year here for i i think i can speak for all of the staff here at israelnewstalkradio.com that you should all be inscribed for a good year have a happy joyous rosh hashanah holiday if you need help, seek out your local Chabad, C-H-A-B-A-D.com. And thank you all for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, and Shana Tova to you. Happy Shana New Year. Shana Tova to you and to everybody, and to your family and to everybody else.